You're listening to the Globig International Expansion Podcast. Hello, I'm your host, Anka Corbin, the founder and CEO of Globig. So today's hot global topics are centered around content marketing, how to become an influencer in a foreign country, and really how to work with media abroad, primarily Germany, but we may touch on some other countries. And I'd really like to give a warm welcome to my guest today is Dominic Grau, and he's currently the Chief Innovation Officer at Ebner Media Group in Germany. So he's lived and worked in the US as well as around Europe, but his expertise is focus on media such as print and digital and video, mobile events, content marketing, content strategy, corporate development, and IT and technology management. Um, Dominic's also a speaker at some of the world's top content marketing, media, and publishing conferences. So welcome, Dominic, and thank you so very much for joining us today. Thank you very much. I'm very excited. Well, excellent. So let's start in by, you know, what do you think consider content marketing. Let's talk a little bit about what this is and you know how do we do this in foreign countries and especially you know your market because Germany I think is a challenging market for a lot of companies. Yeah, it's, it's a complex market but it's it's full of opportunities actually. When we look at content marketing or we think our definition is it is people, brands, corporations reaching out to their customers with great content and in the perfect status of content marketing it is helpful content it is some kind of content or key information that really helps customers or people to connect either with the brand or the information or technology so it is a facilitator of conversations and it's also a system to connect people with brands with products with content with stories and as such it is conversational so content marketing can have many many perspectives but the essence is really connecting people with products and brands by leveraging the power of great content. So really an alternative to some of the things we're used to in marketing where it's all about pushing ads at you. This is uh, more of a, like you said, a storytelling mm-hmm. or a conversation and trying to draw people and giving them something of value, right? Yeah, it should be helpful, smart, engaging. Um, it should be a guide and, and something that supports you and pulls you and not pushes you. So- Conversational. Like me reaching out to you and giving you a hand by offering you great content and then you take it and, and you're happy with it. Right. Well, how do you know if that content is helpful, especially if you're not from that country? You know, what are some ways that you can really become more aware? Hmm. You talk to me <laughs> and I will help you. Uh, you t- talk to a number of influencers in the content marketing space and get to know their view and get a, a feeling the temperature of the market of what people and brands expect. And mostly it's really analyzing the market. Is the market driven by driven by, by video ads? Is it driven by social media? What do millennials do versus the baby boomers? How is media usage compared versus how are ads targeted toward the audience? Really understand how people work with content, what devices they use and what time of day, what kind of key messages they're open to or not open to, what's the ad block usage, so that you know whom you will be addressing and whom not. And all of this, it's a data-driven approach. And together with some interviews with key influencers and market shapers, all of this will guide you towards a, a certain way. When we talk about Germany now and content marketing, you will see that percent of millennials in Germany nowadays block ads on their mobile devices. So there's a certain percentage you will never reach. 
by employing standard ads as part of your content marketing setup. On the other hand, 80% of baby boomers are not active on social media as active as millennials. So you will not reach a certain percentage of baby boomers on social media by doing content marketing. All of this will guide your strategy and inform your strategy. And if you've done your homework right, you really have kind of a game plan for what channels to use to address what kind of content marketing audience for your brands. And lastly, it's also about the core message of your brand. Whether you do it for an IT or telco company, you do it for media, entertainment, for FMCG, for health and pharma, it's so different. And the audience here in Germany is so different by channel and by category. And it really needs time and focus on using data, using influencers and market opinions to guide your strategy. Do you find that it has to be, so let's talk a little bit just about B2B marketing. Does it have to be in German or can it be in English? It can be in English, it can be in German. You will reach more people with German content because there's a huge number of um, people, age group 45 to 65 in the market, that we've seen that really prefer German content. But the younger ones, younger professionals, are totally fine and flexible with English. But you have to keep in mind when you do it English that a certain percentage of people, most likely you will not reach them. They will not convert to another kind of action from your content marketing as people would do with German content. Mm, that's good advice. What about content distribution? Again, most of our companies are technology companies, so B2B companies, not necessarily B2C. What are some of the tips you have for them as far as distributing that content is social media or business social media such as LinkedIn actively used or how about Twitter or are there other other places that they really need to look before they look places I would recommend when they do their buyer personas and marketing personas to really spend time and effort into analyzing the channels that these people use on the time of day and what kind of content format they expect because in Germany you will find the media and, and content usage is sometimes very, very different from how it's in America and in Asia. At least that's what we see when we do our internal analysis. So I would spend a, a good amount of time when you build your personas for Germany on focusing exactly on the content usage and the channel part because this will help you kind of create a touch points metrics. That is a, a metrics that really has all the touch points and channels on it that your specific persona uses. And then you can break your content apart. Let's say you have a B2B white paper for a new technology. Let's take maybe cloud storage because it's a hot topic here in Germany. All companies are moving their internal databases to cloud storage like Amazon AWS or other similar systems. Maybe they use SAP HANA as a uh, real-time database for employing large analysis. So you have, you have two segments here, communicating, the benefits and the opportunities, but also communicating maybe in a subtle way the risks and the, the privacy issues that are also important in, in Germany. So now you have your touch points, you know on what channels to distribute. Uh, your question was, is there any network beyond LinkedIn, Twitter, and so forth? I would say yes for B2B. It's the German network Xing. It's spelled xing.com. It's a large social network. It's maybe on par with LinkedIn in terms of numbers. You will reach most of the German uh, there, but there are momentum on LinkedIn and Twitter is a good platform for reaching B2B journalists. But that's just a, a side point. Once you've got your touch points laid out, now you can distribute your B2B white paper with the minimum information units it consists of. So how we do that internally and when we do content marketing, 
We always take long white papers and break them apart into minimum information units. It could be a checklist, it could be an infographics, it could be photos from that story, it could be key facts that you could share as a tweet or quotable a line on social media, it could be a video. When we have a video for that white paper, we usually take the video, we take the text as a transcript, we take the audio file from that video and share it with the sound platforms and uh, short key quotes from the video. So suddenly maybe your one long B2B paper, white paper for Germany, may consist of 10 amplifiable minimum information units that you can use with your touchpoint metrics from the persona process to really capture all of Germany's B2B audience on the channel that they use at the specific time of day that you will find them on. Because there is not one channel that would really help you get a push out into the B2B, uh, B2B universe there's a number of channels that ideally you will have lined up in your touchpoint metrics to reach that audience by using the minimum information units from your B2B white paper. I know it sounds fancy, but once you start doing it, it's actually pretty easy and smart because suddenly you see that your one long content really is a family a collection of small content items. And feel free to send me an email to any of you who are listening to that, and I'll guide you to the process of creating that minimum information unit strategy. I think that's really good advice. Um, one of the things I've heard, and, and help me if that's not correct, is, is that there are certain industries, and as you had mentioned, some, maybe some folks that are older that are really yes. not using business social media. How, how might they be reached? Or is it mail? Is it email? Is it uh, speakerships? You know, what are some other ways that then you know, those special groups can be reached? Yeah, very good question. That's a question we ask ourselves every day and most of all as well. What we see is events are a great platform, especially for the, the old age groups, the more experienced guys. You will reach them at good industry events. You also reach them while video. We see, funny enough, that many of them are now using uh, YouTube more and more, watching how-to videos, clear guidelines, even B2B videos. Let's say in the printing industry, for example, we have a a large magazine for the printing industry, we see that a number of people are now watching YouTube to learn more about how printing machines actually work, how people use them. They're looking for best practices. So videos, besides events, are a great platform. And then, of course, print. Uh, B2B magazines are very strong in Germany still. Some of them are on the decline, but not as fast as B2C magazines, so they would be a great resource. And it depends on your B2B audience, sometimes newspapers, can still be a great platform too to communicate certain key aspects of B2B messages. Well, let's talk about some of the traditional media because I think it's often overlooked, especially here in the US where we aren't using them as often anymore, but it's definitely still important in a lot of other countries. One is how do you find out what media is available? And then let's talk about how do you communicate well with the journalists so that they're open to hearing about you and your message? Yes, um, you're right. Oftentimes, traditional media is overlooked. Um, we see that at our New York office as well. These guys have a totally different approach towards the market than our German guys here. Traditional media, as in print magazines, newspapers, TV, and other sources, are still very important. And reaching these journalists becomes increasingly difficult because they're really bombed with a number of messages every day and everyone wants to go into the declining market and there's less and less space to communicate uh, the messages. So what we see is that helpful content that really helps the journalist is a great resource to do marketing. It might be you know, a journalist doing research about cloud-based storage 
he needs help. He needs market data. He needs advice and best practices. He needs his questions really answered. And if you can do that as a B2B brand, we see that many German journalists are really willing to help you in return. It might be that they pick you up in one of their stories and do a key quote or an interview with you. It might be that they help you get connected internally with the content marketing sales team. There's a number of ways you can really venture into that space of traditional media by employing helpful content and smart content that in turn helps the journalists doing their job better. You know, one of the things you just mentioned was the content marketing teams. So is there a difference between free media and paid media? And can you, and I don't mean advertising now, I mean, you know, content placement and things like that. Is that something you see uh, as an opportunity in Germany or is it really more, you've got press and then you've got advertising? I think there's a huge opportunity for content marketing. It's still a very young space as in content marketing that's being done in the US, I would say since four or five years. If you look at content marketing world, the largest event there in the United States for content marketing, what they've been doing and talking about four years ago now really comes to Germany. Data-driven approach, more analysis, uh, touch points, metrics with a number of uh, key aspects of atomized content and intelligent content, that all is kind of starting now in Germany. So there is a huge opportunity there beyond traditional PR to start doing that smart content marketing. The only thing is that many media companies do not yet have teams for that. Many still have kind of publishing as part of the sales setup and marketing setup, but content marketing is still very young. So for the ones who move early enough here in Germany, there is still a huge opportunity in kind of cornering that market before your competitors go there. Is there a website that lists all the different media entities by topic and that sort of thing? And do you then, you know, how do you know what they are open to doing versus um, just advertising? You know, how can you get that information or should they just reach out to you for that? And there's a good website here. It's called communicateandsell.de. It's run by uh, Simon Geisler. He's a content marketing aficionado in the German market. Um, the good thing about Simon is he's very smart. He's on his own. He's very flexible. And he really is focused on analyzing and understanding the market. And he might really be able to help you. He goes to Cleveland to content marketing world. You will see him at the Intelligent Content Conference in Las Vegas each year. He's really in touch with many of the American agencies. And he might be a good start to venture out into that market. So let's say you've got really great content how do you become a recognized expert and influencer in there? Because I'm a German, I have a sense that the market is fairly critical and they want to make sure that you really do know your stuff and that you are an expert indeed in that market versus just starting to, you know, write about it. What are some of the things you can do to prove your expertise and, and really become the influencer you want to become? Doing research and making the market transparent and visible is, I think, for Germany, a, a good point, a critical point, because by making transparent what's happening in the market, you become a leading voice and an influencer. What I mean by making transparent is maybe you do a, a survey on the status of content marketing in Germany. If you're a B2B and you're in the IT tech sector, you might 
maybe want to do a study about content marketing in IT and tackle companies in Germany. And you do surveys as in asking some of the influencers, look at how many content pieces are out there, what the audience size is. By doing that, by making the market transparent, you also become a, a leading voice in that market that you want to have a transparent and, and there's a key market that you're addressing. So that would be a great starting point, doing analysis, research, and publishing that in Germany because many journalists would pick it up as well. Second thing is doing kind of fun, engaging, and, and useful, insightful content on the German leading social media platforms. So I mentioned xing.com. You probably want to do it there. Maybe start a group for content marketing in your niche. If your niche is IT tackle, go into Xing and maybe start or engage in a group that's there for content marketing in your respective industry and start become part of that conversation, driving the markets from, I would say, below the line. And then maybe the third point is going to the events and partnering with the companies that are already there. It might be small companies, small agencies. It might be even freelance guys who have a, a following an audience in Germany in your market already partner join, publish something together, invite them to your events, become friends and partners. And then step by step through them, you will connect to the market that's relevant for you here in Germany. Mm, great, great tips. Is there anything on content marketing and, and just being more successful with this that I haven't asked you that you would like to share with our listeners? I would say Germany, it's a very complex market, unfortunately, but there's a huge opportunity for content marketing for the ones who are brave, smart, and move quickly with a very clear and set strategy. So I would not go into the market unstructured without a goal, just testing it, getting a feel for it. I would really go into the market with a clear strategy, whom to address, incorporating the, the very specific culture that you have here at the moment. It's driven by ad blocking. Many people hate display ads and content marketing to them should not be something that's disturbing or disrupting. Second thing is they're very concerned about data privacy. So you will have tons of discussions, what data you want to capture as an email addresses, postal addresses, all kinds of demographical data. In Germany, there's a huge discussion in the market about what data to give companies and what not to be incorporated in your strategy. You have a very clear towards addressing these important customer needs and customer complaints in some cases. And if you've got that, I would say you're really two steps ahead of many other companies who do not have that. And because the market is still in its maybe younger days of content marketing, you can also do some trial and error on what channels to address with what key messages. You will not fail completely and you will still have the opportunity to learn. Absolutely. I mean, it's certainly something that we are very excited about and doing at Globig, and we challenge all of our clients to do that as well. We think it's probably the best way to enter a market is to become you know, an influencer, use content marketing, and really get their message out versus oftentimes some paid media and that sort of thing. If, if our listeners would like to reach out to you and learn more about your services and the company that you work with, what is the best way for them to do that? You can reach me on LinkedIn quite easily. Um, the link would be linkedin.com slash in slash Dominic 
Crow, or you can reach me on Twitter. It's at Dominic Crow quite easily. And I'd be very happy to connect with you to learn about uh, your experience in doing content marketing in the US and in Europe. And I'm always eager to share insights and best practices. I work with an, uh, what I always call open source approach, craft a strategy, and then I share it with others. And by sharing, I start learning about that strategy in the market. So feel free to reach out to me any kind of questions, and I'd be very happy to have a conversation with you. Yeah, so, so Dominic, Dominic is definitely a huge influencer in this field. Follow him, follow some of the others. Are there other experts you think or other blogs that you like to read? Anything else in this space that you think we could really consume to just become more informed? So if you go to Germany and you're asking about specific German uh, websites, there's one guy, his name is Klaus Eck. It's Klaus, K-L-A-U-S-E-K. And he's got a, a huge website. It's the Eck Consulting Group. Here in Germany, and he's also very, very uh, knowledgeable. You can see him on a number of blogs. Uh, for example, PR Blogger would be one, or Details, as in D and then Tales. .de. I can send you all the links if you send me a, a short email. There's a good journalist here, uh, or a good number of journalists who are doing great content marketing. I'd be happy to connect you with them. Um, so I would say the list might, might be too long for this podcast, but I'd be very happy to share it in written form. So just send me on LinkedIn a message or a note on Twitter and I'll share it with you. Well, we'll do that. I'll send an email and then we'll add a lot of that information onto this podcast for the resources, which will be a really great follow-up to that. So stay tuned to, um, you know, one, this podcast and, and two, kind of the, the great resources that we've gotten today. Dominic, I want to thank you so very much for joining us today on Globig International Expansion Podcast. And everyone join us next time for another fantastic podcast on how to grow your business abroad. This is Anka Corbin, hoping that you all go global and go big. <laughs>